evening, everyone. It's been a great day to be with you here in Somerset and to worship with you this morning and, and this evening and be able to uh, spend time in, in God's Word together and get to know you guys just a little bit better through my time being here. And uh, just wanted to say thank you for the hospitality that everyone has shown me today and all the other times that I've made my way east from Bowling Green to Somerset. So. I just wanted to express that to you guys. So the lesson this evening will be three daily questions. And really, when I say three daily questions, there will be three main questions, and then I'll break out those questions into more questions. So if that's confusing for you, I apologize. But there are three, three main questions that Christians should ask themselves, or just people in general, should ask themselves each and every day of their life. The first question is, where am I at? Now, I'm not talking, you know, where you're at physically right now. You know, obviously, you know, someone would answer, you know, duh, I'm in church right now, Tucker. I mean, you can see me, right? I'm not talking about your physical location. I'm talking about where are you at spiritually? Where is your soul? Are you in Christ? Let's turn over to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. verse 18 for Christ died also died for the sins once for all the just for the unjust so that he might bring us to God having been put to death in the flesh but made alive in the spirit so we see here that, that Peter says that the only way to the only person that can can make us righteous that can keep our soul from eternal damnation is Jesus. And then we have to be in Christ, right? We have to be one of his children to have those blessings from him. But the other uh, circumstance could be we're lost. As Paul says in Romans chapter 3, verse, verse 23, the wages of sin, well, that's actually Romans chapter 6, sorry. Let me... Go ahead and turn over there before I misquote a passage. That'd be, that wouldn't be good, would it? Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So you could be lost. Or maybe I'm unsure of where I'm at. Peter also talks about this in 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1, chapter 10, it says, As to this, the salvation... Uh, I think I've got the wrong verse here. Second uh, Peter 1. Thank you. It's good to have a, 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 someone who was a, who's a preacher in here to remind you of when you're reading verses, right? Second uh, Peter 1, 1, verse 10. Therefore, brethren, make all diligent to make, make certain about your calling, about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. So our, if you can say, yes, I am in Christ, as we said in the first, first one, but you're, uh, I really don't know. We need to work on that. We need to fix that. 
And the ultimate question is, who has my soul? Because there's, there's two, two people, two entities, two beings that could have your soul at this point. That could, could determine where your soul goes when you die. Turn over to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 20. Paul says here, Among these are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I am handed over to Satan so that they could be taught not to blaspheme. So we know from, from this passage in 1 Timothy that it's possible for those who say they're in Christ to not really be in Christ. They're actually in the hands of Satan. So where we're at is important. Where, we're, where our soul physically is at this time, our spiritual life is at this time, is so vitally important. Because if we die in a state of unreconciliation with God, we'll get our reward, won't we? We'll get our, just as, our, our what we deserve for not following him, and that's an eternity in hell. But if we are in Christ, then we'll get the good reward, an eternity with God, an eternity somewhere where there's no pain, there's no death, and we'll get to be with the creator of the universe and with all the others who follow God as well. The second question we should ask ourselves is, what am I doing? Am I spending time with the Word of God? In the first psalm, it says that the blessed man takes delight in the law of the Lord. In his law, he meditates day and night. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't think of a time that day and night doesn't encompass, right? All the time. You think about back in the Old Testament, they were instructed to write passages from from scripture or the, the Ten Commandments on doorposts, signposts, on your forehead, you know, just to remind you constantly of the Word of God. So are we spending time with the Word of God? Am I thinking of others as Jesus instructed me to do in Matthew chapter 5? Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 and 44. You have heard that it, it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Are you thinking about not just people that benefit you or make you happy or give you things that you like or want or need, but are you thinking about people in the world who don't know about God or your coworkers that may get under your skin because they do that stupid thing every day that drives you crazy. Am I thinking about my brethren as Paul instructs us to do in Romans chapter 12?
Romans chapter 12, verse 10. It says, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, giving preference to one another in honor. In another version of, of the Bible that I don't have in front of me, it says, Outdoing one another in preference. Make it a desire to give someone else even more uh, their way. To even outdo them in that. Or try to. I don't know how, how we could do that all the time. But try to give preference in everything to another in honor. Am I attending worship? Hebrews 10.25. The writer of Hebrews also says that. Actually, let's start in verse 24. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, which is what we just talked about. Not forsaking our own assembling together, as the habit of some is, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So am I attending worship? Am I, am I coming together to bolster my local congregation? To help my brethren through my presence at worship? You know, there's some people that have very painful physical ailments, and yet they still come here every Sunday and every Wednesday night. And, you know, every service that we have a gospel meeting or a singing or, or whenever the church is together, they're there, no matter how much pain they're in or, you know, how much time it takes them to get ready to come here, what they have to get, get out of the way. They're here because they want to be with the brethren. They want to attend worship. Am I living faithfully? I won't read the whole chapter of Romans chapter 4, but Paul makes the case here that at the Jews at the, in, in, in Rome were trying to put forth that righteousness comes from doing good things only. That God should give me salvation because I'm doing good things. But that's not what Paul, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that we live faithfully and then we're credited with righteousness as Abraham was. And that's Paul's point is you're saying that Abraham did all these things and then was righteous but really is because of his faith in God that he was credited as righteous and he obeyed God because of his faith. Am I working on getting closer to God? James chapter 4, verse 8. Actually, let's, let's read and uh, let's start in verse 7. I like that as well. Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will f flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So are we actively working to get, get, get closer to God, to be more like God, to be more like what a servant of his appears to be or should be? Or are we becoming more like the world? Let's turn over to Ephesians chapter 5. 
Ephesians chapter 5. Let's start in verse 15. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I think in the uh, King James Version, it says, instead of making the most of your time, which means the same same thing, it means redeeming your time. Maybe that time could be used for something, you know, worthless. We could, you know, just sit around all day and watch movies, you know. Yeah, it's fun. But what is it worth? Or we could, you know, I like to hunt. We were talking about turkey hunting in the foyer back there. But if, if that's all we did, would we know more about God? Would we be able to teach others? Would we be able to use Christ's sacrifice for us to spread his gospel if that's all that we did with the things that we wanted to do every day? Am I spending my time effectively? So what I am doing, the Bible says what, am I, what I am doing is important. We are commanded to do these things. To spend time in the word of God. To think about other people. To think about our brethren. To attend worship and to live faithfully. And to work on getting closer to God. And spend our time effectively to redeem the time. So that Christ's sacrifice can be spread to those around us. And the final question, I won't, I won't be reading any passages on this slide. But I just want us to think about where you're going. Because I know that if you're a Christian, you believe that you'll be with God if you do what he asks you to do. If you obey, if you submit to him. As we've, we've read in passages this, this afternoon. And in the sermon this morning, we talked about how God delivers us through Jesus' blood. So the first two were basically a condition or I could, you know, you could write a report on, well, someone is doing these things and they're, they're in this position. But this is really where it matters. Because... If, we're, if we answer, am I growing to be more like God? Am I going towards God? Because if you're not going towards God, you're going away from Him. God does not move. He's not a man that He should change. God hasn't changed since the beginning of time. So we're the ones who need to grow closer to God. So every day we should be asking ourselves, am I headed towards salvation? Does my life reflect a life that when the judgment comes that God will say good and faithful servant? Or will he say depart from me I did not know you because you practice lawlessness your life. And we have to ask ourselves these questions every day. Because one day God will tell us the answers whether we want to accept them now or not.
I'm saying this not to scare you. Well, actually, I kind of am. But time is of the essence. We don't know when Jesus is going to come back. We don't have tomorrow. You know, in, uh, in 1990, there was a young man about my age. He's actually younger than me, 23 years old. He was taking a friend of his out to eat at the Shoney's in Nashville. And he pulled up and got to get out of his car. And three men approached him, pulled out guns, and were going to rob them. And fearing for what they might do to his friend who, who was a, uh, a female, he attacked these men and was shot four times. Spent a lot of time in the hospital. Somehow he survived and his friend, she got away. She got to help. But he survived. And that man, I don't know if y'all were country music people, but that man was Tracy Lawrence. If you're a 90s country guy like me, you love Tracy Lawrence because he has a lot of good songs. But what's important about that, to me, to that story is he had just finished his first album and he was getting ready to release it and they were going out to celebrate. We could very easily be saying, you know, oh man, if Tracy Lawrence hadn't been mugged that night, we would have had all these songs to listen to. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, tonight. We don't know what could, you know, many of us know how dangerous the roads are. But sometimes we forget. Sometimes we don't think about how imminent our own deaths are. And so I don't want this to end on a sad note because we can have salvation with God as we talked about this morning. He will deliver us as we talked about in the first point is Christ is the only one who can bring us through. And so I know it's a little short tonight, but nevertheless, I wanted to bring that to you guys. Just some thoughts that I had. Where are you at? Are you in Christ? Are you lost? What are you doing? Maybe you realize that you're not in a right relationship with God. Are you trying to correct that? Are you talking to people that would help you get into a right relationship with God? Or maybe you don't know. Maybe you need to study the word. And if you are in Christ, are you doing the things that will continue to keep, keep you in that right relationship with God and to help others come to him? Because the consequences are very great. If you're a Christian and you have fallen away or you don't feel like that your salvation is sure, let's fix that now. Let's fix that tonight and if you're not a Christian and you know that you need to do something let's talk about it please come forward as we stand and as we sing